Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How's it going, buddy? Really good, excited, really getting close, it's getting tense, lots going on, and yeah, really, really excited, pal. And um, I'd like to just put something out there, I would like to be called GDB instead of State for this episode, please. Um, so... <laughs> Instead of referring to me as State, can you say KDB? Um, that would be fantastic. Okay, uh, well, yeah, we can do Scooby. We can do whatever you want to do, mate. Or you could say Gavin De Bruyne. You can say Gavin De Bruyne. You can call me that as well. You can put it in a bit of an Italian accent. Uh, yeah. but, but how would you say it in a Belgian accent? Probably just speak French to be fair. So, oh, you're Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, obviously, as you guys can tell, we, we've got a um, one one man who's going to be talked about quite a lot this uh, this podcast, and that is probably Kevin De Bruyne. But I think before we get to him, we need to tell you guys what's on the agenda this week. So this week we've got our game week review. We've got our Michael Keane shit list. We've got our North versus South mini league and cup updates. We've got our podcast review featuring FPL family and game week preview. For anyone who's just tuned in to the North versus South FPL podcast, where have you been? It's game week 36. Come on. They've been nowhere. They've obviously been lost in life. They've been, they've been in the Bermuda Triangle like Uncle Festo was. You know, what's happening? I, I honestly, I think that you really need to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why did it take me this long? Anyway, you're here now. Welcome. Get involved. So if it is your first time, we'll explain to you the format. So State can only pick players from the Northern region. And when you say, what is the Northern region? Well, it's anyone from Norwich and above. And I can only pick Southern players. So this is going to be players from anyone from Aston Villa and below. So if you if you're not too clued up on your Midlands geography, Leicester City and Wolves they feed into the north section, and then well actually the only Midlands club we've got down here in the south is Aston Villa, and that's just about. So that's who we can pick. We'll start off with our our game week review. Ultimately, it was a game week of real highs and lows, and I think it could be a tale of two halves maybe at one point. It was in the bag, and then yeah, it came. It, it was in the bag. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about your, it in a minute. Your your version of in the bag is different to most people's. If that's what you thought, come on. That, basically, it was in the bag, and then there was a couple of late goals. It was out of the bag. <laughs> the bag has just been burnt it, last night, and and there is no bag left anymore for it to be in or out of. And at the moment, I'm hoping that someone's going to put the bag back together again. I'll tell you what, guys, you're going to, you're going to, when, when we get to this point, we'll, we'll talk about what in the bag really means across the country. And there's, there's everyone's version and then there's Heath's version of in the bag, all right? So we'll get into that. Sorry. You carry on, Heath, yeah. So, State, do you want to tell us about your game week review? <laughs> Yeah, I'll start my game with you. Heath, I captain Kevin De Bruyne this week. That's his all. <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think that, was that a good? Was that a good move? Good, good move for FPL manager. 
it, it was an incredibly good move, mate. And, I, and I'll give you credit where it's due because I genuinely really did think you would go with Salah. I thought, you know, I was hoping you'd go for Salah because yes. he hasn't looked great. But to be fair to you, you went for the right choice and it's paid off. You're absolutely loaded with points right now. Yeah, and everything's well, been turned upside down <laughs> with that, I mean, that game yeah. yesterday. I mean, I've, I've, I've got 143 points. It's not going to get any bigger than that because... Arsenal playing Spurs right now. I can't pick any of those players. So I've got 143. I did make three transfers for this game week. So I did take a minus eight point hit. So that does knock me down in our sort of head to head thing. But, you know, yeah, 143 overall. It, yes, Kevin De Bruyne is massive, but there's a lot of contributors. I did play my bench boost as well. Uh, so I got contributions. Not all positive. I did have a minus contributor in my in my side, so we'll we'll, we'll get on to him later soon. But yeah, Edison in goal, so he got nine points for me. Uh, shame they didn't get a clean sheet last night, but um, he got um, you know seven against Newcastle, two against Wolves, so nine points. Defense, I made some good moves in defense. So I brought in Joel Matip. Oh mate, mate, it's on. It is on. Oh. <laughs> It's only so, one goal. Sun's just scored. The Spurs are 3-0 up, guys. Sun Hummin has just scored and he does have him as his captain. And he needs Sun to do a De Bruyne to get to get close. And so yeah, it could be on with Arsenal down. It could be a bad day still. The, the bag might be made up back up. Who knows? Anyway, he's stealing my glory right now. So um so yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, my defensively wise. Got Joel Matip, who got who's got eleven points overall. He didn't play against Spurs, which I was surprised by, um, but he played against Villa and he got a goal and he got three bonus points as well. So he got eleven points there, which was great. Um, Joe Cancelo, nine points against Newcastle. He got an assist and a clean sheet um, against Wolves. He got one assist, five points, so it made him fourteen. Van Dijk got eight points across two games, just the two against Spurs, six against Villa because he got an assist and a, and a bonus point. And then Nathan College just got the one point for Wolves, so um, not massive there. Midfield, Big Mo with three points. He obviously didn't start against Villa, came on for 18 minutes and he did nothing against Spurs. But I'll tell you what, Spurs, I, I'm impressed with Spurs against Liverpool again. And you know, I'll get onto this um, in my shit list about so somebody but um I, you know Spurs just played it really well against him and stopped him you know from doing the things that he loves to do and you know if more sides did that yes Liverpool have got another 10 players that can hurt you but Spurs just um, really did a number on them there but yeah so he's only got three points Anthony Gordon five points with his two games I was hoping he might have nicked an assist this summer I mean really he should have been doing something against Watford you know god every man and his dog scored against Watford this season they haven't kept a clean sheet at home, I don't think, all season until yesterday. I mean, Correct. what what the balls is going on? I mean, there's some, some of the ridiculous like Watford have conceded more goals at home than I think I think nearly every team in the entire football league this season, supposedly. Now, you know, I don't know if that stat was fully accurate, but put it this way, if you don't score at Watford, then you shouldn't really be playing football, boys. So I was hoping Man Gordon would do that. Anyway, James Madison, he, he got eight, eight points. Didn't play against Everton, but he got a goal against Norwich, obviously. And then Kevin De Bruyne, KDB. Oh, Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, <laughs> he has been the man. Now, he only got six points against Newcastle and scored five goals. He got an assist. 
he got one bonus point. I mean, he was awesome in that game. I think he probably, if they did pre-assists, I think he probably got three or four pre-assists that game. But um, they don't do that. But then he decided he'd go into the, the goal-scoring Terminator mode um, against Wolves yesterday. He scored four goals. Um, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, my only disappointment was, why can't De Bruyne get assists for his own goals? That that'd be nice as well, you know. Can can they not do that? Yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, twenty four points. He got four goals. He got um, he got three bonus points. Unsurprisingly, I mean, not normally when people score an hat trick, yeah, they get three bonus points. But not only did he score four goals, but he was still by far like everything. The ball, everything was. He was the main man. So yeah, sixty points from him as captain. Well done. Then up top. Jamie Vardy, he came to the party. I knew I didn't think he'd start against Everton because of the Roma game, um, and he's obviously only just been coming back. But I thought Norwich at home, that is a Vardy, Vardy machine. You know, he's ready. He's going to go destroy them. And he got two goals, three bonus points, so he got fourteen across the two games. Timu Puki just got four points. I mean, he had a chance to score actually against Leicester, so I think he hit the post with it. A shame, and then. My bench boost, I mean, Michael McGovern doesn't play, so I didn't do anything with that. I didn't want to take another four-point hit for a keeper when I didn't have much faith in any other keepers and I didn't have the money. Damari Gray got me, has got me five points for, for, for Everton with his two games. Gellhart for Leeds, well, all I can be thankful for is he got two points. He didn't get sent off, I guess, if he plays for Leeds. That's the only good thing about him this weekend. I think that's the the good the only good thing about any Leeds player who didn't get sent off. They've achieved something, maybe. That could be it. And then big Brandon Williams, good man, minus one points because he <laughs> four goals and got a yellow card against West Ham. Thankfully, he was dropped against Leicester. Otherwise, I could have been staring minus two or three. And you, who knows, if, if Son keeps doing some bits... Then we could have a we could have a problem there, but played my bench boost, 143 points. But obviously the three transfers, you take eight off, you do the mask guys. But I'll tell you right now, it says one three five. Seeing Kevin De Bruyne's goals last night, I mean he could have actually had five. I think he hit yeah. the post at the end, but I I the guy is so good. What I, I don't get about footballers nowadays is it. There used to be like with 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 certain football players back in the day, you, you could see them playing well throughout the game, and you you think, oh, such a good player, and then they, they would score their goals and get their assists, and and they'd just be world class or whatever for you know players back in the day. But I swear nowadays, these these players are almost like they're I don't know holding back their energy for the the get for for parts of the season when they really need it. You've seen it before with Kevin De Bruyne. He's an, he's a player who who has a lot of determination and, and that angry determination when things haven't gone well for them. And you can see that recently after they got knocked out of the Champions League, these guys, it's been absolutely no messing around at all. And do you know what? This happened to us in the cup final. If, if Spurs, if Man City had beaten Spurs and they'd gone to the, the Champions League final that year, there's no way they would have gone out there and beaten us 6-0. They would have beaten us 1 or 2-0, conserved their energy for the Champions League final. But this is what happens. When they've got nothing else to play for and they're just going for one thing and one thing only at the league, they can win these games 4-5-0, no problem. Against anyone, probably, you'd say that they could probably beat anyone barring Liverpool and maybe Chelsea, if Chelsea were on form. But you could see them beating 
Spurs, well, maybe Spurs are an example with Conte at the moment. But anyway, they could beat anyone in the league comfortably if they really, really go for it. And I think the only reason why they haven't won this league already is because they've been trying to rotate the teams around and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and and the fact is, that's gone now. Yeah. So Kevin De Bruyne is now just being... He's going to play and he's going to yeah. control every game and dominate. Well, that's it, you know. I'm looking at the stats. De Bruyne, there's, there's 13 games this season in the Premier League that De Bruyne hasn't started for City. That's your best player. Mm. He hasn't started 13 games. You play 38 games in a season, right? So he's going to have missed a third of their... Well, he's not going to have started in a third of those games. And then I think in out of those 13, there's eight of them which he didn't even play any minutes. So just less than a fifth of the games, he doesn't even play any minutes. And that's that's by far Man City's best player. He's their their, their man. He's you know he's the he's the colossal. You know, but um, the, the marquee signing, you know, if you, if you have a marquee player, he's Man City's marquee player is Kevin De Bruyne. So to have, not have your, your main player in any minutes or eight games usually would be unthinkable. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. But like you said, see, you've been trying to juggle things on four, on a four-way thing. And I think, um, but like you said, this last, I think, last five or six game weeks, barring that, I don't think he played against Leeds, did it? But barring that, he's played in all the, he's started in all the games and he's he's been getting points. You know, he's not been getting standard twos and or threes. He's been getting, you know, a minimum of six points, maybe more. And yeah, like you said, he's just turning it on at the moment and you know just I think I think you know, like I said even but if you watch Man City play even in games where he maybe doesn't get a goal or an assist he's still making everything happen and he's still absolutely world class you know he's you know he's for me he's you know probably he's, he's the best all-round footballer in the Premier League you know because he, he, he do, it's not like he doesn't work hard even I'm not saying others don't work hard but you see him getting back and you know doing things deeper. He can play that deeper role. He can play that further forward role. If you get him out wide, you're in trouble because he's going to put a ball in better than anybody else can do. You know, Liverpool fans might say, "No, Trent's better." No, he ain't. Trent's delivery is great, but it's not Kevin De Bruyne level. Kevin De Bruyne's delivery is just world class. You know, but yeah, the the guy is fantastic. But like you said, these top players, they just. Like I said, they, they, they can do that and they have that ability to do that. So, yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, thank thank God that um, KDB has um, come up from with, um, with a big 60-pointer. So, good on, Kevin. What, what are the chances of him signing for Chelsea or for Arsenal or Spurs next season? Hey, The only chance of that happening is when you're on football manager and you have enough money to buy him. Yeah, that's about it. I need some kind of Saudi prince to come in and take over for a southern team, don't I, really? I know, I've got Haaland for next season as well. I've got a striker. Mm. <laughs> well, on a positive note, at least I've got Kane then, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good thing. How, how, how about your team then, Heath? You know, where, how are you looking at the moment? I know you're still in play. Um, yeah. Um, how's it going? Yep, 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 yep. It's going well. Uh, you know, realistically, if you ever get into to three figures, you're you're basically enjoying yourself. I obviously am slightly disappointed just because you're doing better than I am, but overall, can't complain. Uh, Emmy Martinez with five points. I made a couple of bench mistakes this week, and I'll openly put my hands up and say, you know, realistically, it is what it is. But anyway, Martinez with five. Aspilicueta unfortunately only played the one game and he 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 got this well he 
he got a one point in both games because got a yellow card in the first game and then only played 12 minutes in the second. So just two points for him. Reese James finally turned up. He, he's got himself an assist, clean sheet against Leeds, got free bonus. But I tell you what, if you watch that game, everything was going through Reese James. That guy is back without a doubt. I'm, I was thinking about whether to keep him or not, um, but I think he made my decision. The only thing that worries me a little bit is, is is how the cup final plays out, but we'll see about that. And then Marcus Alonso, again, he got a clean sheet, seven points. There was rumours that he'd fallen out with Tuchel after the last game, and that's why he got taken off early, or he got taken off early and then fell out of him, something like that. But it looks like, you know, they're professionals, and he's he got himself a, another start and, you know, got the points. So that was good stuff. Then Luca Din with five points. Obviously, it's always going to be tough playing against Liverpool, but he got an assist against Burnley. It, uh, it looks like Saka's only going to probably get me four points, which is understandable considering what's happened at Spurs, where Spurs are well, running rampant at the moment. And um, and they're absolutely, well, they're smashing Arsenal, aren't they? Really, Arsenal down to 10 men, holding got sent off, and you know, it could be a, a cricket score by the looks of it. But yeah, Zaha. Made the right decision. I mean, as pa- as painful as it is, I think it's the second time Watford have played Crystal Palace, and it's the second time I brought in Wilfred Zaha, and it's the second time Wilfred Zaha's got me big points against Watford. You, you, you always tell me this that Zaha and Palace always beat Watford. So I had Palace in my on one of my bets this weekend. Obviously, I also did a Zaha to score, but I went both team. I went. I did a little bet builder, and I went. Palace to win, Zaha to score first, um, but I went both teams to score, and obviously that didn't happen, unfortunately, because I, was, I just thought, you know, surely, you know, Watford sometimes do um, are capable of scoring a goal or so, but, um, and Palace don't keep loads of clean sheets, but yeah, you always say Zaha does well, he, he holds against, you know, holds against Watford, and Palace always beat us, so those are, those are the the two definites in life that you give me. So yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty painful. The the idea of this guy who we've completely hated for so many years scoring the winning goal to relegate us and then our manager going over to celebrate with him after the game. I mean yes. it, it, it doesn't get much worse than that, does it really? That was I guess weird, I guess if Roy had gone over to the away fans and, and just shushed them or something or put his hands to his ears or something, Hogan style or something, I don't know. But that was pretty killer. But I brought him in for Ward Prowse and that, that was a good move. But yeah, Kulazeski at the moment's just on the five points. I mean, it doesn't look like he's really doing anything at the moment. Maybe he might prove me wrong, but he's just getting a clean sheet bonus uh, from the Arsenal game at the moment. But that's about it. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Now, this is where I, I, I balls up big time. He got two points against Palace. And to be honest, like, I don't know really... I guess I was, I was being ever the optimist, but I kind of had a feeling that he might turn up in one of these games. And he didn't even actually genuinely turn up in the second game. Apparently he's injured, but realistically, we all know, we've all seen this before, end of the season. Players, I mean, we had five or six players apparently injured from nowhere. Realistically, it just sounds like we're, we've we've done with them and that they're done with us or something. But anyway, it is what it is. Harry Kane, obviously at the moment, he's on 12. And I completely missed my captain. I don't know how I missed him, but Hyungmin Son at the moment, 36 points. I mean, any other week, you'd be you know, waxing lyrical about this guy. 
He's got two goals. He's got a goal in the Liverpool game and a goal in the Arsenal game, and he's got an assist. He's due on for two bonus at the moment. Where I am wrong this week, uh, and it may have made a slight difference, but only a slight difference, is I have Foster on the bench with 14 points. I think I would have been quite a brave man if I'd have gone with him over Martinez, to be honest. And then I had Bowen, who realistically got three assists against Norwich. Now, that was the mistake. And to be honest, I, I did really think... I was thinking Bowen, you know, he's got a, he's he's got a start in my team, but I don't know. I just I just I thought I don't know. Again, you know, the, the thing about it, I kind of thought Norwich would have something in their locker to, to kind of cause some kind of upset somewhere that's, or be. You know, that wasn't the worrying thing for me. I, I just think the worrying thing was that you thought that Dennis had something in his locker still. <laughs> I mean, I well, like I say. He's emptied his he's emptied his locker and he's he's on his yeah, way. He's, so he's he's he's, um, at the, he's at the beach. He's he's, yeah. he's got the, he's got the, he's got the guns out. Yeah, you know, he's he's taking the guns out for a, a party. Yeah, big time, big time. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, yes. Homington has been brought off. Game <laughs> over. off. Sons off. Oh yeah. Go on, my son. Yes, that is the best news ever. Son, I do love you, but thank God you're off that pitch now. Thank God, son. You enjoy a rest, pal. Enjoy a rest. Take your time. Yeah. Okay, so realistically, I'm I'm hoping for Kane and Saka to just go crazy with goals now, I guess. Otherwise, that's me done. <laughs> but yeah, so... So Foster with 14 points, Bowen with 13 points, and then uh, Ivan Tony five, Walker Peters with one. But overall, like obviously, like I say, I'm happy with the week. You know, getting in three figures, I'm I'm really really happy. But yeah, it, I I mean, like actually thinking about it now, that Bowen decision, I mean, that is going to be really oh, yeah. Hey, you just you yeah, don't worry, that'll get re brought up in a minute. Don't you worry now. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Currently, like I say, I'm on 102 points. State is currently on 135 points. Obviously, 143 minus is eight. So he's going to take the game week unless something crazy happens, which I, I don't don't think there's enough time really for it to go crazy now. Um, nah. But it does mean... Now, this is what we were saying beginning of the pod. This means it's going to even yeah. it up, right? And State is going to go, I think... Yeah. You're going to go back to the top because I think you've got more. I'm, on two, I'm going to be on two thousand one hundred twenty-seven points overall. Oh, it's going to be close, isn't it? It's going to be close. You're going to because you're going to be turning up as well. You're going to be no. I think you will points. be. I think you will be. I was only three points ahead of you. Yeah, so you yes, will go I'll ahead. Be, ahead. I'll of... be top by about fifteen or twenty points, maybe something like that. It's going to be. It's tight. It's really tight. This is this is what we wanted, folks. You know, we wanted this. You know, we don't want to be going cruising to the title. We want to. It's more enjoyable beating somebody on that last day of the season. It's terrible for the person who loses. And don't get me wrong, if it's me, I won't be going on the last podcast at the end of the season. But if it's not, if it, if I'm the winner, I'll be lording it up. I'll be I'll be happy as Larry. That last game of the season. I'll be, you know, glued to it. My fantasy team will be up and I'll just be, we might have to do some live ether. Who knows? You know, it could be interesting. <laughs> definitely, definitely, mate. And and the thing about it is what, what makes it very interesting is where, where we'll both be on 54 points head to head. State will be slightly ahead of me with his highest score. 
but I've got my triple captain left and state doesn't have any chips to play. So that means that on paper, on paper, I should get at least wing one of those game weeks out of the two, but it's about when do I play it? Do I play it? You know, next game week when there's a potential double or do I save it for the drama of the last day of the season? When the players could be all over the place. He's saving it for Norwich Spurs. And that is that because Spurs are going to definitely have a chance of that top four spot going into the last game of the season. They'll beat Burnley. And regardless of what Newcastle Arsenal do, they'll have that chance. So, yeah. It's almost like they planned this. You know what I mean? So it's almost like someone's planned this where we're in a situation where where you could be one, you could be three points ahead going into that last game. I've got my triple captain on Kane or Son. And then, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, so it's, it is, it's, it's extremely tight. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm absolutely bloody loving it. It's, it's been yeah. really, really good last few weeks. Because to be honest, at one God. point, I thought you were going to run away with it. I think you were probably about 12 points, 15 points clear at one point. I got it back. Son and Kane have been incredible. Salah's dropped off. And KDB's form's just picked up. So that's kind of made it a bit more interesting. But... Obviously, we're not we're not a team of individuals, though, are we, mate? Yeah, we're not. We're not at all. <laughs> you're, you're a team of two individuals, and I'm a team of two individuals, but at different times of the season. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, I got you know I got um you know three other players who double pot who, who you know got into the double figures this game week. You know, so I'm, you know it wasn't too too much. You know, Kevin De Bruyne. Only contributed sixty of my hundred and forty-three points. So yes, that's big. But there's still another eighty-three points in there. So you know that's not bad. Granted, it was across another, you know, fourteen players. But you know that's not the point here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen if you don't include the keeper that didn't play any minutes. So yeah, there you go. But um, but yeah. So um, yeah, I've just guys. I've just had a think. I just had a thought though, mate. I've just realised. Do you remember we were talking about playing our, our chips this week? If I had played my triple captain, mate, honestly, that that could yeah, have been that would have been the difference. And that would have been that would have been it. You know, I couldn't you, lose. Yeah, but last game, last last um, podcast, um, people listened to that. You remember he, he said, nah, I'm not gonna play it because I think you're gonna win this game week anyway. So yeah, he didn't play it. And yeah, that that's nicely come back and bitten you in the bum again. <laughs> Another great managerial decision from Mr. Heath. And um, I mean, I really do think you should be in front of the board, even if you win our head to head this league game this, this year. If your Southern All Stars board should be thinking, why has why have we not done better in the overall sort of league and, and stuff? Because and it's because of some bad decisions. Bad, bad decisions, but never mind. Don't, don't you worry. I, I still like you. It's okay. It can come be my assistant manager next season. I probably won't listen to you too much, but you know, you know, you can you can just have the glory of that if you like. You know, being a northern team. So we'll see. Thanks, yeah. mate. <laughs> no, worries, no, worries. don't worry, don't worry. This is now a chance for you to 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 vent some anger. You know. I've wound you up, you know, me and um, KDB have um, obviously had some fun at your expense. And, um, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, I once don't know who is on Mr. Heath's uh, shit list this week. The so... Michael Keaton. <laughs> so please tell us, me and Kevin De Bruyne, the shit list. 
so so again if you guys are Sorry. new listeners yeah. uh just just an fyi <laughs> we, we we call it the michael Keane shit list because michael Keane has made a lot of mistakes and i just want to point out yesterday i saw him in person and the amount of times he gave away the ball or played balls out out for throws and stuff the guy is really lacking confidence but he did have that i remember saying to you as well earlier on the in the season i could just see it michael Keane scoring that that all-important goal that beats Watford and, and, and relegates Watford and, and keeps Everton up. Well, it did nearly happen, but unfortunately, A, we were already relegated and B, <laughs> Everton looked like they're already going to stay up, unfortunately. But yeah, so we, we can only choose a maximum of five players or it can be other things that basically affect our week. Could be VAR, could be ourselves, could be managers, could be anything. But I'll crack on with my, my shit list and uh, I think I think it's safe to say that there's there's one person who should definitely be on this on this shit list without a doubt, and you know I don't think anyone can complain about this, and it's Leandro Dendonka, and oh, you're saying to me, yes. why is Leandro Dendonka on the shit list? Good didn't, show. Didn't he score the goal? Yes, yes, he fucking did, and that is the problem. Don't make them angry, Leandro. Do not make them angry. Don't score. Because at the moment that you score, Man City are like, oh, okay, now they've made me angry. Now I'm going to have to go and absolutely smash them. (laughs) We're not going to allow another Real Madrid situation here. Oh, we saw what you did against Chelsea. Yeah, you upset upset Heath there as well. But we are going to make sure that not only do we beat you, Wolves, but we're going to hurt you. And we're going to score and score and score. Oh, he also, Leandro. Missed, he also missed the sitter against Chelsea as well, which he should have scored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm, not, I'm less worried about that one just because of my Chelsea defenders. But at the same time, it wasn't, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a stinker. Heath is clearly, guys, just so you're aware, in the Liverpool camp to win in the league over Man City this season, just to make that clear if it wasn't already. Say that again. You're you're, cl- you're clearly in the Liverpool camp to win the league. Not at all, mate. Not at all. Quite the opposite. Oh, 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 oh that's it. Sorry, I'm, it slipped my mind. Oh, it's because it then made KDB go on an insane run. Yeah, is that it? Oh. That 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 that's your that's your one. That's the one. Oh, and, I, I, oh it must have slipped my mind. Sorry about that, Heath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't deliberate. I promise. Just, just keep reeling me in, mate. I'll, I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they basically, uh, Wolves made City angry, and Kevin De Bruyne destroyed me, and that is the end of that. So, I, I, I have to say that that is that that could be my shit list. But I'm actually going to cu- add a couple more people on there. I feel like Roy Hodgson has to go on there. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Roy, but you know, <laughs> I still like you. Not many Watford fans do like you anymore, but I still like you. People like him anyway. But I, I do think that what you did the other day was a thoughtless, I, I don't know, like it's just plain disrespectful. You know, it, it came across that when you took the job at Watford that you had a plan and that you thought yeah, that... Yeah, that you had a plan <laughs> and that you thought that maybe you could keep this team up. And fair enough, right? It hasn't worked out. But there are a couple of PR disasters that 
really have manifested themselves recently. One where we're losing at home in the bright sunshine. You've got your sunnies on and you've got a big smile on your face, seeing us basically get relegated. And then the second one is not only seeing us lose to your former team that you had great success with, but you in the public eye celebrate them. I mean, come on, mate. I've never seen anything like that myself. And, you know, I'm a Watford fan, so I'm frustrated by that. But if I was at the game, yeah, I would have been absolutely livid. But again, I get Palace fans clapping you off. And I don't think that, you know, there was the whole, there there was something on Twitter about him having a, you know, kind of walk around the pitch and clapping everywhere. I don't think that's the case. I think he just got clapped off by, the Palace fans, because they 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 loved him and he did a great job yeah, for them. And, he did and stuff. a fantastic job. But it's the celebrating yeah. after. It's the celebrating after with the with the old Palace players and stuff. That was poor. I mean, look, I don't think you guys really giving him that much love. Um, he was already leaving at the end of this season, and I think he's probably retiring. And I think, well, yeah, let's go to the let's let's just you know, I'm at the club that adored me the most. He achieved, you know great things with Palace on that budget and, you know, with a, a very urgent team and he got them to do what they did. He set up a great platform for, you know, Patrick Vieira, who's now added some youth in uh, to that. They've still got some of the experienced players there, but, you know, Vieira's now brought some to Palace. And I think, you know, Rodgerson's got to be, you know, and I thought, you know, it was really good of the Palace fans to, to applaud him like they did, which I didn't expect anything less. Did I expect him to go around doing that? Definitely not. I didn't think he would. But I tell you what, I mean, because it's not my team and because it's your team as well, which makes it just even funnier for me, obviously. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? But, it, you know, it, it was just great to watch. But, yeah, I mean, if that had been a, a, a you know, a robber manager doing that, of course, I'd be a bit fuming about it as well. So I can understand what for the fans sort of thought about it. But at the same time, you're already relegated. Yeah. So it's not well, like, we we technically weren't really. Uh, we were like we 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 would have to have won every game and made up a bit of goal difference before that Crystal Palace game. So the Crystal Palace game did effectively relegate us. But again, put yourself in the shoes of Watford fans seeing you know their arch enemy Wilfred Zaha relegate them. You know, and then your manager going over to celebrate with him afterwards. It's 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 not good. But anyway. We move on, and and I think that that's the thing about a lovely wound. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that 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 has to be out there, really, and and I don't think Roy would have too many problems with me putting him on the shit list. I'm sure that that is something that will sink him, and he'll probably have to apologise to me at some point. Yeah, sure and then have that high on his agenda. Definitely. <laughs> then, I mean, the, the the other one who's on my shit list, and realistically, he's probably on your shit list. So I probably I might have nicked him, but. It has to be that Melier at Leeds against Arsenal, uh, Eddie Nketiah, who I should have brought in instead of Dennis. What a schoolboy. Yes. Anyway, it doesn't That's matter. Fine. Should have, could have, would have, right? Or should have, would have, could have. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, Eddie Nketiah scored because Melier just stalled on the ball. I mean... I think that's the second time we've seen that this season, isn't it? It wasn't that long ago that I've seen someone else do that, where the this, keepers just held onto the ball and just, oh, it was it was a it was the Man City keeper against Liverpool, wasn't it? In the yeah, Skeltenberg, it was a, in the FA Cup. Yeah, it won it won Edison. It was the no, Edison. it was um, Stefan, wasn't it? 
They're from, yeah, not Skellenberg. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, Stefan. Yeah, Stefan. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it looks, it looks bad when that happens. You know, it's awful that that happened to that guy in, in the, in the final, but it, I think it, oh, sorry, semi-final, but yeah. when it happens to a team in a relegation fight, I mean, that is pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I, I again, if, it's there's this thing about you know keepers playing out. Yes, of course, teams want to do that, but there is a time when you just you just need don't don't do that. You go find out, especially Leeds right now. What Leeds need to be focusing on because they concede a lot of goals. They should, so they should be focusing on getting that ball into the other team's half as far over in their half as possible, as quickly as possible. The quicker it's out of their own half, the less likely they are to lose the ball and give it away and concede. You're not going to concede many goals if the ball is in the other team's half. David Beckham's not on the pitch anymore, you know, so you don't have to worry about that. And um, so Leeds should be getting more direct, getting the ball out there and, and you know, try to win it back in their half. Instead, they're trying to still fanny around with it in their own half, losing it because they're not good enough and teams are better than them. And when you give good players the ball in your own half, they're going to punish you. So, yeah, it's just, but it's, you know, is it the keeper's fault? Yes, it is. But also, I think the way they're being told to play is obviously, you know, it's clearly a factor in it. These keepers are not being told, don't try and pass it out. They're being told, try and pass it out. Let's keep the ball. Let's, you know, look at using it that way. They're not being told just to hump it. Some keepers do, and you know which teams they are. But a lot of these keepers are being told, Let, let's look. Because you know, these keepers are so much better on the ball than what they were back in the sort of 80s and 90s you know the, and, and they've got to be but um it, it is just it's the sign of the game but and it will cost you goals though edison you know nearly slipped didn't he for city not long back you know got really close you know and it's, it's happened in other games so i think it is just the fact that teams are being they're being told to play this way but you know, there's a there's an alternative to that route. My my alternative to that route. If anyone watched the Spurs Liverpool game at the weekend, and the Spurs goal, so Spurs, people might not believe this, but it was quite deliberate what Spurs did. They got they had the ball in, in their own back line. That they played some short passes, let Liverpool push right onto, and Liverpool went for the press like they always do. And what happened? Spurs played it to Larice, and Larice wasn't looking to play it short because he saw the fullbacks pushed on. He played a long ball because the fullbacks were gone. And then there was there was a space there behind the fullbacks. Then there was a bit of a long ball, but because Liverpool were already sort of the fullbacks had been pushed on at that, they were chasing back. Kane then got the ball to his feet and took his time, showed quality, assessing and squared it, Sun scored. That was a very deliberate move from from Conte to to entice Liverpool to come and do that press. Because what Spurs have arguably the best team at doing in the Premier League is counter-attacking. I don't think there's a better team at counter-attacking than Spurs, to be honest with you, in the Premier League. Liverpool and City, they do the press and they can control the ball against most teams. Liverpool can counter-attack, don't get me wrong, and so can City, but they're normally the team in most possession, whereas Spurs deliberately play on the counter-attack. You see what happens when they have to come at teams like Brighton. It doesn't quite work for them. In In that game, that's why Spurs have had success against Liverpool this season. Liverpool haven't beaten Spurs in the league this season. They drew both games and they were lucky to draw both games, in my opinion. 
because Spurs just know how to do that counter-attack against them. And, you know, that was a deliberate ploy. And that shows when a keeper should play it longer sometimes. He, he can still get rewards from it, from getting the ball up there. And you try and win the ball back if it's not on like that. So, Klopp, yeah. Klopp enjoyed it, though, didn't he? He loved that style of play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, is it my turn for the shit list? Because I could start it off with that straight away if you want. Jurgen Klopp, number one on the shit list again. It's just, right, look, I love Jurgen Klopp, people. Don't get me wrong, he's a great guy. Fantastic white teeth as well. Um, you know, everyone, everyone adores that. But the bitterness about, you know, well, you know, the teams come and play like that and stuff, it's just like, look, teams, not every team's going to come and try and just conform to the way Liverpool play. Spurs have found a way to cause you problems and you don't know how to deal with it. And that's your problem. You need to learn how to deal with that, all right? Don't get bitter about a team coming and not conforming to how you play. Spurs didn't play negatively. They still went and started creating things, especially in the second half. They've got, you know, they got the lead. They had some other chances potentially as well, you know. And they've done it. They did it to you at their ground. Spurs should have beaten Liverpool at their own ground as well. You know, they just know how to do it because Spurs have got great players like Son, who's smart enough, works hard enough to get back and tracks back the fullbacks. But he's just more turned on. Liverpool went to try and do that deep press, like I've already mentioned. Son was switched on. As soon as he went back to Luis, he was gone. You know, and he's in behind the full-backs and it causes Liverpool problems. And Klopp doesn't like that. Of course, no team, nobody likes it when teams cause them problems. But there's no need to be bitter about it. No need to be sort of you know, making sly digs that people might not notice that is against how Spurs play. Spurs played well. They played the tactics perfectly and they got some out of the game. You know, he was just maybe bitter because he knows that that's probably their title lost, which, you know, the way Man City are firing goals in at the moment, it could well be because they've all of a sudden, Liverpool not only just giving up a three-point lead now to City, they've also got a seven-goal difference to, to, to catch up if they, you know, City need to lose a game, but Liverpool need to score some, start scoring some goals as well now. Um, so, you know, by the time Liverpool play Played, you know, Liverpool play the FA Cup final on Saturday. Come Sunday, if Man City get a win, a tough game away at West Ham, though, so it's not guaranteed. But City win at West Ham, Liverpool know they've got them. They've got them. They've got double problems here. So I think it's it really is just just sounds. It just sounded really bit of Klopp, and I was disappointed with him for that. And he's on my shit list for that reason. I think he's 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 always had that in his locker, hasn't he? And, and I think to be honest, I just. I think sometimes as a football fan, you look at Pep and you look at Klopp and you kind of think to yourself, like, you've literally got all this handed to you. I know they've had to work hard to a certain extent yeah. to get to where they've got to, right? But the, the the fact that they are miles ahead of anyone else in that league with the players they've got, the and again, I mean, I know people will say, well, Man United and, and Chelsea have, have spent a lot of money and sort of other clubs and stuff. But the fact is that Man City and Liverpool are by far better than anyone else. The moment they start getting bitter about it, I mean, Pep had his moment as well, where he was frustrated at the fact that he said that everyone were Liverpool fans or something, you know, realistically, he, I think he's probably talking about journalists and stuff, but, and that, that to, to a certain extent is, I'm, I, I think, I think you talked about it actually the other week, but the idea of having, you know, Sooness and Redknapp, then going into the the commentary box with Carragher, and you know, yeah, all right, well, maybe he's got a point. But the fact is, I don't think as fans, I don't, I think people most will probably prefer City to win the league. 
than Liverpool, if I'm being honest with you. I think so. I think they, I think this one. I don't think clubs probably want Liverpool to win quadruple. Maybe I mean it'd be a great achievement. But like I said, don't get me wrong. Klopp's done great, and he's transformed Liverpool. He's made him into a top side. And most seasons, 10, 12 years ago, Liverpool probably would have won the league the last three or four seasons. But they haven't, right? And people stating Klopp's the most successful manager. You know, Liverpool. You know, the best Liverpool manager ever. He isn't. You haven't fucking won the trophies to make him that. To be fair. Let's be honest, trophies do count as managers. That's just that goes without saying when you're the top clubs. But these two teams, these two managers, yeah, they've got the resource and everything. Klopp's fat. I think Klopp's brilliant in the transfer market. You know, he seems to start Diaz is fantastic. You know, we're starting to see a bit more Navi Kate now as well. He was looking good. They signed Andy Robertson. What a deal that was. You know, obviously Van Dyke spent a lot of money on them. great business. Klopp doesn't get too many failures in the transfer market, I don't think. Klopp, I don't think Pep gets too many either, but there's been a few more maybe that have just been more notable because City spend a lot more money on their players, more often than not. But I think, yeah, it was just a really bitter moment for me from Klopp and I don't think it was necessary. I'd rather him be bitter when something goes wrong when they play against City, but him and Pep are like lovey-dovey and it seems a bit too nicey and icy, you know, whereas there should really be a lot more needle because these two teams are trying to beat each other. And, and that, but yeah, it was just that just didn't sit well with me. The next two things that are on my list are actually teams, Hefe, and I think you're gonna love this. Why these are these? So, the two teams on my shit list are Leicester and Watford. And do you want to know why this is Heath? Well, Leicester, I would imagine. No, go on, I don't know. Yeah, don't even try guessing. So... <laughs> What is our shit list called? It's the Michael Keane shit list. However, Leicester and Watford have played against him in game week 36, and he's got bonus points against both teams. How has he? allowed that to happen? Yes. Two bonus points against Watford, eight points. One bonus point against Leicester. What are they doing? They are making a mockery of our shit list all of a sudden, these two clubs, by allowing this to happen. Now, this is you know not Michael Keane's fault. I, that's why I'm blaming those clubs. They are now making our shit list title come back and haunt us because he's getting bonus points. He's getting bonus points. What is the world <laughs> coming to? It's 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 just not on. It's not acceptable. This, 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 not this is what this is what's crazy about the bonus points system. I mean, like the fact is that I watched you said the game. It was terrible yesterday. No, I didn't yeah. say it was terrible. I just said that he made a lot of mistakes. But the fact is that he, you know, he probably won a lot in the air. Uh, but realistically, there were three better players out there. I mean, Ben Foster, for one, he was definitely, I think he got the three bonus he got, points. He got the three, yeah. I, I would say to a certain extent that Damari Gray was better. You know, like, I mean, I tell you what, some of his, some of his corners into the box, him and Gordon, some of their corners were fantastic. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say Keane was one of the better players. But again, that, that, that's what happens with the bonus points system. Yeah. I've, you know, it, it, it does kind of like, yeah, killing us, it, it killing is. our shit list name title. It's really killing us. I, I just cannot apprehend it, you know. So yeah, well done to those two clubs for making the shit list. Congrats, fellas. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got to put Brandon Williams on there. Brandon, I mean, you play for Norwich, so I know it's not your fault. You're going to concede a lot of goals, but anyone, if anyone who gets minus point in my fantasy squad, is going to get. Uh, you know, get a shit list mention. I mean, especially that could have cost me potentially in the head. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have lost or drawn it, 
because of that minus one point from you, you would have been getting some serious abuse on here. But instead, I'm just saying, look, you got a minus point for a game week. You deserve to be on there. Um, the other, the other shock part of the shit list, I'm putting them as a, a duo because they're equally shanley. Really, they'd probably be on my hit list if we were doing a hit list this week, but it's Dan James and Luke Ayling from Leeds United. Oh, well Jesus, yeah. Boys. I mean, I mean, you, you, your team's in trouble. You, you, you know, you're in a massive relegation battle and you throw in red card challenges. Now, yes, in the 90s, there weren't red cards. You know, in the 80s, there were great tackles as well. But I think, the alien, I think the alien one would have been in the 90s. There's two-footed tackle. Yeah, that true, that yeah. would have been a sending off. The, the late, James late one would 90s, have been. Late nineties, yeah, early nineties. I think he still might have got away with a yellow there. But um, but yeah, I think um, you just you don't do that. And I mean, it's it's tough enough when you you know you, you're in you, you know you're struggling. You've got you know you you're in a relegation dogfight, and you're playing against Arsenal and Chelsea, and. You're getting sent off for being reckless, just being stupid. Now, and there's there's being eager and you know being committed and having that enthusiasm, but you got to be able to control it. And you know neither player showed that control really there. And you know as much as like I said, it's brilliant to see that Leeds are suffering here, and you know they may go down. They've got a you know tough a tough. Um, it's it's going to be close, that's for sure. I think um, if you look at things. I think Leeds have still got a slightly better chance. I mean, they've got Brighton at home, but Brighton in good form. They've got Brentford away, um, whereas Burnley, they've got Spurs away next. They've got Villa away next. Villa just gave them a tonkin. Then they've got Newcastle at home last game. So, you know, you know, Burnley, that you know that extra game could count for them. Like you said, Everton have got two home games, Brentford and Palace. They get a win in one of those, and you, you think they're probably all but there. But it's, you know, you don't do that. You've got to give your team a stronger chance. And they fought back well, did Leeds against Arsenal, you know, got it back to 2-1 and, you know, put in a great shift. But, you know, against Chelsea, as soon they were 1-0 down anyway, then got a man sent off. And you just knew from that on in, Chelsea were just going just gonna to see them see them away. And you just need those players to just be smarter, to be fair. So it's, you know, they're on the shit list for Leeds fans out there. I don't only give you anything, Leeds fans, but I'm giving you this. You can put those two players are on my shit list because you got to read the situation better, fellas, and you've cost your team two, you know, any chance of getting a single point out of there and one point. And guess what? If you got a draw out of either of those games, you'd be 17th and not 18th right now. You know, I don't, you know, goal difference, you're going down if it goes to level points. You need to finish your point above Burnley or Everton, otherwise, you're down anyway. Um, but um, but yeah, you could, you, you've cost your team there, Dan James and Luke Ealing. So I'm sure you'll pay real good attention to my words right now and take it to heart. But um, yeah, there you go. That's my shit list for this week, Heath. So we've got the North versus South Mini League and more importantly, the Mini mini Cup, the Mini League Cup. And um, this week we've got quite exciting news on both fronts. And... Um, if you, again, you know, if you've not listened to this podcast before, I hope you're enjoying it so far. I hope you've you've got this far and you you've subscribed and you've you've ticked all the right boxes and you're telling all your mates and your family about this incredible podcast that you've just found out about. But anyway, so we have a mini league and we've got thirty odd people in there, and that mini league has evolved into a mini league cup, and the mini league is still going strong. Some people have 
fallen away, unfortunately. But the guys at the top are going for it. And it looks like it's going to be one hell of a couple of game weeks. So, State, tell us more. Yeah, well, yeah, mini league, mini league, which isn't so mini. Um, is yeah really hotting up now. I mean, we've seen some obviously some big numbers coming in this this game week with the um, with the dual game week. So um, there's still a little bit of recalculation going on. But right down at the bottom, we don't need to say too much. But um, <laughs> um, you know, our man El Badger Poopers, Nick Edwards, big 64 points from him. Still not doing anything with his team. But he had Lukaku as captain, like he has for last forever and he got him big points for him so well done him um, on that you know you could, you could just, you, sorry mate you could just imagine him like logging into his team and going guys I've absolutely nailed it this week I've got 64 points and just looking at everyone else's like team going yeah. ah fuck yeah he's still he's still, still, still low down that's for sure so so yeah, but um, yeah, but him, you know, he's he's rival at the bottom, Sam Sam Diamond with High Tech FC. He, he's got seventy points again. He's not touching his team, but um, you know, he's clearly he's he's, he's pulling away. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna be caught. He's gonna get our second bottom spot. So congratulations to him. Our men who are competing there: Eddie Moran and Harrison Copley at Key in the South. Eddie in the cup this week, but I'll get into that soon. Sixty-one points. And then Harrison with Ned Starks, my dad, the other Northern team in the, the group. Big, big haul this week. 111 points from him. Well done, my man. You know what? He didn't even make any transfers this game week and he got 111. What yeah, they, they, they were like like head-to-head last game week. They, they literally had the same amount of points. And it's all it's taken is Raheem Sterling captaincy that's made Harrison... Go back above Eddie. So Eddie, gonna have to do something, mate. Looks like Eddie Moran's gonna be the lowest placed of the fully north or south teams, but still fair play to you. Followed then with your you better check yourself and then have loss as well. Lossy with Essex tight. So yeah, but thank you very much, those. Let's go to the business end of the table though, Heath. This is where things are starting to horn up now. Kevon Bernard with Crucible FC had an unassailable lead. He did. It was, you know, it was the whole Newcastle miles clear in the 90s against United. And, you know, Kevin said, I'll love it if we beat them. I'll love it. And he's on about Connor Tobin. But Kevin, is, he's got 81 points this game week. So he might get a couple more when, if Sun gets some bonus points, which I'm pretty sure he has got a bonus point there. So I think it's already been added, actually. So, yeah, he's he's got 81 points. Connor's gone big. He's hit 121 points. He played his bench boost. He had Foster on his bench. You know, some people had Foster on the bench. This week. <laughs> there you go. Well done, my son. You know, he had De Bruyne as vice captain. The only failure that he has is that he had De Bruyne, De Bruyne KDB as the vice, and he had Salah as his captain. He'll be kicking himself for that because he's missed out there on an extra 27 points that he got. From not having Salah as captain and having KDB as captain, and that would have been if it had got those twenty-seven points, he'd have actually been at the top of the table. That's what's going to gripe him more at the end. Yeah, of the but he's clawed it back with eight forty-point haul there. So he's now Kevon's on two three six two and Connor's on two three three seven overall. So there's a twenty-five point difference now. That's nothing coming into these last two game weeks. I don't know what chips they have left, but that's nothing. And don't forget Mike Matthews. 
he's, he's definitely he's, in there. You know, he's hauled in with 105 this game week. Again, don't know if he's got any chips, but he's on 2-3-1-3, so he's definitely not out of the running of it. Yeah, he's got 49 points to claw up to get up to the that, top. That can be done in one game week. Just look at Nez yeah. my dad. I mean, he he's well, just gone and, and, and smashed Eddie Moran. That's it. 50 I points. Mean, and, and, I mean, you could go look at someone like our former leader, the man who was up near the top early doors in the season, Summit the year. Oh, I know, yeah. 33, I think he must have given up because 33 points was terrible. I mean, he's still got Lacazette in there. Yeah, he's, he's definitely given up. I, I think I think another mention, mate, has to be Veldora Tempest, mate, because FPL Gluttony were, were just below us, I think. And... Triple captained Kevin De Bruyne. That's going to get you some points this game week, definitely. Yeah, 90 points. Did the four transfers. Kevin De Bruyne, triple Triple captain, that's a play and a half. Well played, sir. 90, 90 points there. I mean, that means that the rest of the team haven't really done as well as they thought they might have done because, you know, because he's got 90 of one four seven. but who cares? You do that. You know, the, the person who got the most points in this game week is 213 points, I believe, I think. And or it, it be, might be a little bit more than that, but um, they didn't actually triple captain. They, they captained Sterling. They were the top point scorer as of before tonight's games, and they're still his captain who got fifty six points and De Bruyne in there and everything. But but yeah, well done to um, FPL Gluttony. You know, a fantastic score, score of the week, I think, and um, beating me by four points. Uh, Leone Cameron one three two. Well done to Leone. He, you know, you turned up with a few of us, which is good. My man Ashton Horner, go on Ashton, only eighty nine sunshine. I think I'm winning that <laughs> battle, my man. But I know your prior, I know your priorities are on your other one, which you you in close in. I think with the with the dream team or the Sky League. So yeah, good luck with that, my friend. But yeah, some great scores this week. Some funny low scores in there as well. But let's get on to the serious business now. The cup, the North versus South Cup. We're in the quarterfinals this game week, people. Quarterfinals, quarterfinal number one. Eddie Moran, King in the South oh. versus. Warbones Jones. And I tell you what, this so Warbones Jones, he has got 90 points. However, he made 10 transfers, which gives him a minus 32, which <laughs> really puts which puts him on 58. And Eddie Moran, who is third bottom in the league. He's going to the semi-finals. He's got sixty-one points this game week. There, there, there has uh, all right. So, so uh, we, we're we're going to go back to our shit list. And Simon Jones, unfortunately, has to be on both our shit lists. The fact that you, I, I don't know what Eddie Moran paid you to make all those transfers, mate. But Tell it's absolute work to treat for Eddie. Just hero, you're a hero, Eddie. I don't even know if you looked at your team this game week, but if you didn't, mate, you need to start looking at it. I don't think I don't think he did, and because I mean he's gonna have one point coming in from Bednarak. Lucas Moore came on, so he's he's got some points on his bench to be fair. But I think he needs to start looking at his team for the cup semi-final because son, you're going there. You're Wigan Athletic. It's a cup upset. We can feel it already. Go on, Eddie. You've got the whole of this league and anyone who listens to this podcast rooting for you. Maybe barring Heath, to be fair. <laughs> um, but I think even if Heath was to lose to you in the final, as much as he'd be down by it, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't be anyone else in the, left in this who he'd rather lose to. So, yeah. So, Eddie, I think you're going through, pal. 
well done, my son. Well done. Yeah, and War Bones, Simon Jones. Hey, you've had a stinker. A stinker, son. <laughs> Ten transfers. I've not seen anything like that in my entire FPL career, so never mind. Next quarterfinal, Ryan Bennett from my work, Spud United. You know, Ryan, um, it's his first time actually on FPL. Um, he, he does the Sky one all the time. 80 points, you know, not not terrible, not great. You know, I think a lot of people would have been hoping to turn up this game week because um, there was good chances. I think, he, you know, Bernardo is his captain, but 80 points is not good enough to beat Big Ben Marion. The man on form. The man on form. Come on, man. He's on form and he's at 122 points. His bench boost. Kane is captain. He's got Son. He's got Diaz, Watkins, Laporte. You know, his bench, he had Enketia as his third sub on his bench sub. Enketia obviously hauled against Leeds. So, yeah, well played, Ben. You're going through to the semi-finals and, you know, with current form, you know, people aren't going to want to face you, that's for sure. Um, Then we've got... McGinn, Tonic, Simon Dent, 67 points. Now, Denty has had an absolute nightmare. He's had a nightmare. He's triple captain this game week. He's triple captain Mo Salah. What an absolute mare. Sorry, Dentos. You could say that McGinn and Tonic has bottled it. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. It's I'm terribly good. Right. <laughs> terribly good. Don't worry, guys. We'll finish the podcast as quick as possible after that. That's 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 gonna lose us some viewers. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> um where's KDB when you need him? KDB. There he goes. He's, he's back. He's back. Um, but yeah, Dentos, sorry, pal, triple captain Salah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see probably why you might have done it, but like Keith said earlier in the podcast, his form's not been worth a triple captain on him. But um, but yeah, that's been you on 63. You've played Mike Matthews, who's obviously third place in the league, you know, doing well. He's hit 105 points. So Mike is going through to the, the, the semi-finals as well. And then we go to the final cup, final quarter final. Our own very own podcast of Heathfield with his Southern All Stars versus Paul Pond with Dirty Sancho. And Paul's, you know, given a good effort. Is it 93 points? He only he took minus four. Again, his problem was his captain choice. He had Salah as captain and it's cost him. It has cost him um, because if it had captained his vice or somewhat like one of his first players, Dan Sider won the game week. Heath with 102 points though gonna go through even with fifty thousand points on his bench he's still able to go through which is a sign of a good team the last semi-finalists are looking like the southern all-stars heat mm with mike mike matthews mazza's king gary 11 which is big gay ben and then quarterfinal king in the south eddie moran the fans favorite go on eddie son go on it's an absolute honor to have got as as far as i have um, I, I genuinely think that when it comes down to... I was interested in your, in your bloody acceptance speech. You're into a semi-final. <laughs> come on. You know, I know you've had a bad season with Watford, pal, but come on, don't, don't, don't punish everyone else. Uh, well, uh, so so for the, the, the people listening right now and they're saying to themselves, what are they playing for, though? You know, what actually, you know, will they receive if they win this cup? Well... I've got some good news. In the week, I was on a website, not that kind of website, <laughs> and I found something. 
I found something that will be given to the eventual winner of the cup. I haven't, we haven't even got anything for the league winner yet. So we'll have to get something for them as well. But the cup winner will receive a North versus South FPL podcast cup. <laughs> Just a little one, little mug, a little mug. And um, ultimately it will be the second um, set of, of, of merchandise from this very own podcast. The other one, unfortunately, just like Watford season, is fading. Every time it gets washed, it fades. It's now got to a point where there potentially is another shirt on its way. Ooh. So you have to wait till the next game. Does that have Kevin De Bruyne's name on it? You have to wait till next uh, next podcast to hear more about that. But yeah, there is a cup on its way getting delivered to me soon. And whoever wins it, it might just be me. I might just keep it for myself. If, Who knows? If it's you, it's known, Boyd, but I don't think it is. I think there's too many better form players than you. I think, to be fair, though, you've done well to get to the semi-finals. I mean, crikey, I got absolutely done in, in, in our cup and that, that cost me because... You know, I'd have, I'd have flown through in game weeks and I lost to bloody Warbone Simon Jones who can't even beat Eddie Moran. I mean, for God's sake, how embarrassing is that for me now? Bloody it's it's worked out an absolute perfect treat for me. I mean, like I said earlier, shoulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda. The fact is, big man, yeah. is that you have to focus on the league because that's what you're playing for you now. Worry. I'm, fo- I'm focused <laughs> on that. I am focused. And, and, and you can tell I'm focused because I've gone top of the league. <laughs> so, that's, that's that's as much focus as I need. You're, right you're now. doing you're doing a Man City. You know you're angry. Ooh, you're you're, you're Kevin playing angry. De Bruyne. <laughs> Ooh, Kevin De he's gonna win the league. For, he's gonna win the league for City, and he's gonna hopefully win the league the league for me as well. So let's let's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But yeah, now nah, it's good. It's good that there's some prizes out there, guys. And um, yeah, everyone's a winner except for the people who don't actually win so that makes most of them and, and maybe mind. maybe the league winner who might not win anything because we haven't got anything yeah. yet for them but we'll, nah, we'll find yeah. something we'll find a sponsor on your stag do i'll find a sponsor on your stag do in a week on saturday okay sounds that's good my, to that's me my mate. objective my objective is to obviously screw you over but to find us a sponsor for our podcast <laughs> I, reckon we, I reckon we can do that that's possible definitely possible so yeah we'll we'll go for it We'll go for it. Moving on. So if you've been listening to our recent podcast, we've been reviewing other FPL podcasts, which you might think, why? Why would you do that? And well, the reason is because we are actually nice guys. Maybe not to each other, maybe not to Premier League footballers and clubs, but we are actually, we like promoting other people who take their own time to do their own FPL podcast. And uh, he came up with an idea that we, we do this and we've, We've um, reviewed, I think, four podcasts now. Is that correct, Heath? I think. Um, yeah, um, four or five. So, yeah, yeah, four or five. And I think it's it's good because you know we like to try and promote other podcasts because we're not there saying just listen to ours. We're the only ones to listen to. There's some great podcasts out there about FPL, which are great for various different reasons. And this week, re- this week is no different. We have decided to do a a, um, a man and wife FPL podcast which is called the fpl family um and this is with um lee and sam and 
Lee is a Liverpool fan. Sam is a Spurs fan. And Sam will be a very happy lady this evening as Spurs have just been Arsenal 3 0. Wouldn't, you know, I won't go into it. I'll go into it when we review the podcast. Um, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's unique in my opinion. I don't know. I don't think I've, I've not come across any other podcast which is a husband and wife in FPL. I'm sure there is other F- husband and wife or partners um, podcasts out there, but this is the first one I've seen in FPL. And yeah, I mean, Heath. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, these, I, my understanding is that this, this is kind of like a, 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 a podcast that has kind of like come away from the fantasy football scout. I believe that both Lee and, um, what was the name again? And, uh, Sam. Yeah, sorry. So, I believe that Lee and, and Sam have both been on the fantasy football scout and ultimately they, they've, they've kind of like developed this podcast from that. And, and, and what this is, right, is it offers something that we've, we've not really heard so far. First of all, it's, it's fantastic to hear. And I don't want to be patronizing here, but it is, is really good to hear you know, a, a female offering FPL advice because I think in the FPL community, it's there's really limited amount of women who are involved. And when they are, they love it. And and to be honest, they're really interesting characters who offer a lot. But unfortunately, there's not enough of them. Um, it's a ma- very male-dominated kind of place, really. And yeah, I, I think the one thing you can say straight away is that both Lee and Sam both know a hell of a lot and they are I'm sure this isn't an insult to them but they are 100% FPL geeks like they live and breathe it like they you can tell that they absolutely love the game and that love it's, football, don't they? yeah and they love football and, and they you know the podcast podcast apparently um, being a Liverpool fan obviously well that's that's the first bad thing so this is this is now that this is now the second uh, podcast host we've come across who is uh, a southerner supporting Liverpool and that is a big big no-no it, and maybe Lee has got an excuse that his great-granddad's granddad once went to Liverpool for a drink or something like that and that's the reason why he's a Liverpool fan but for for me that is is straight away a, a big no-no um, I I'm not a big fan of that and actually to be honest that actually kind of leads me into my probably my only kind of I thought this was a is is, well it's a really nice podcast and they are they know a lot about their stuff and they talk a lot of sense and they offer a lot but it's it's just way too biased towards Spurs and way too biased towards Liverpool there's way too much talk about how Arsenal are going to fail and how Man United are going to fail and Man City are going to fail and I just don't Hatred of other teams. I have no. I have. No, I have lots of time. If I sat here on this podcast and just talked about Watford every week about how how we're going to win the league or how we're going to win the FA Cup or something like that, and how Luton are going to get relegated, and how they obviously have tunnel vision for their football club and all the rivalries around their football club, and I understand that and I get that, but I'll be honest with you. Realistically, this isn't a, this isn't a podcast 
about their football club. This is about FPL and this is about all the teams in FPL. And, and I've got to be honest with you, this is one of the, the bugbearers that I have about podcasts in general or any kind of journalism. I mean, we were kind of hinting at it earlier about the Liverpool situation, but I, I really, I can't stand hearing just about the bigger clubs. I, I want to hear a range. I want to hear about you know, anyone that's got any interest, I don't want someone turning around and going, well, I think that team is awful and not having anything to back it up with, just using that as an example. And then saying that a team like, you know, Spurs and Liverpool, I mean, to be fair, at this very moment in time, I'm sure both the FPL family are very, very happy right now um, because both their teams are are doing very well. But it's, it's kind of one of those things that I, I just don't particularly like when I can hear people talking with you know shutters on and not really kind of like looking into the 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 kind of the bigger picture which is you know football's bigger than just those football teams Um, but obviously you know that's a negative from my perspective however I will say that what they do offer is they offer it feels like almost like a children's podcast in the sense of it's very, very light. They're very, very um, easy going characters. They're not offending many people really. They're, they're just kind of having fun, enjoying themselves, you know, not taking it too seriously. The one thing that I've really liked about this podcast is the fact that they can really lay into each other. They can really lay into each other and, and they, they are allowed to because they are married and because they are a family, there's this real good connection between the two of them, which no other podcast as included can offer because you just don't know each other the way they know each other. And I love that. I think that's great. My missus would fall out with me if we had a podcast together, because I would probably give her a bit of banter and stuff. And then, you know, she'd, she'd storm off. Or, you know, or I'd hear about it afterwards, you know, sort of thing, you know. And, yeah, I completely agree with that. Great, great, great shout. Yeah, definitely. A huge, huge benefit, positive about that. Definitely. And 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 like I say, that I, li- I like the fact that you can just imagine them sitting there watching the Liverpool Spurs game the other day and, and both of them be- being, well, incredibly nervous, especially when Spurs were winning. Different rooms, different rooms or... Oh, it didn't Same sound room. like it. It sounded no, like it they had they, they both had to kind of like take it easy with the celebrations. But apparently, from what I understand, is that um obviously but what they, they told us on the podcast was that see Sam enjoyed her goal a little bit more than Lee did, and and therefore it was a it was a bit there was a little bit of an atmosphere, but you, you can't help <laughs> that in the moment. as much as I I, I you know you I'm not a massive fan of, of of people talking so biased towards their club. And the fact is that when you're watching a game, it's very, very difficult to hold back the celebrations. You have to enjoy it in the moment. So I totally understand what, how Sam reacted that way, especially where the fact that, let's be honest, you're going to Liverpool, you know, at Anfield, not many people gave Spurs a proper chance of, of winning that game. I mean, I think that some thought they yeah, might get a point. Record. Don't have a good record at Anfield recently to Spurs either. So yeah, no, really good. And so you can you can understand why she enjoyed it so much. That point, that point could get them that top four spot in the end. You know, who knows? Who knows? 
Definitely. Mm. What, what what did you think, mate? Um, I really liked it, to be fair. You know, I, I loved the, the, the banter between them, you know, and, yeah, they just, obviously, i tell you what's really great is, the, you know, and apologies, this doesn't mean to sound patronised, but, you know, they, they want to do this together, you know, they're doing this podcast together as, um you know, as husband and wife, and that that's fantastic, you know, who, who you know, the fact that they want to spend that time, but they've got this genuine passion about football, not just FPL, but about football. And you're right, yeah, they have got a bit biased towards their teams. But I actually, personally, from my perspective, that that's not negative on my side of things because I don't mind hearing that. Um, I'd like a little bit more biasness. Um, I'm, I kind of, you know, it's like, you know, in football commentary, I want to hear biasness. I want to hear Gary Neville. You know, I love seeing Gary Neville you know, when you see the video clips of him when United score and he celebrates Jamie Carragher does the same. Yeah, the um the the opinions still, you know, you still, you know, come across new you know, as professional and everything. And I think their opinions do come across professional still as well, you know, in, in terms of the FPL. Got great knowledge. They do cover the other teams, which um I do like, but yeah, of course, they've got that bias. And they just yeah, I suppose they just struggle a little bit with that bias. But I think I would do maybe a little bit more. It's not as difficult for me as a Rotherham fan. I'm never going to have to worry about FPL bias with Rotherham. Those type of things don't necessarily bother me probably as much as they bother you, but I think me and you look for different things in podcasts, so that's probably... you know, Yeah, I, I, I just seem like if I want to listen to people talking about, you know, Liverpool or Spurs, I, I would listen to a Liverpool or Spurs podcast, you know. It's like if I want to listen to... That that for me is the thing that I go I go looking specific specifically for a podcast that offers about you know many different teams rather than just the top teams and I know they're the ones that you know kind of get the headlines and stuff and they're the mm. ones that you know probably the ones that draw fans in all, all around the world but the fact is that there there aren't just six teams in the Premier League there are twenty teams and and to be fair and you go even lower there's a lot of interest in the championship and league one, league two and further yeah. the, 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 what I'm trying to say is that it's the same with the, it's the same with the journalists and, and the, you know, the, the pundits and sky. I know what you're saying, but I have to disagree. I just, I, if I wanted to listen to Jamie Carragher, get excited about Liverpool, I would listen to Liverpool van, fan zone or, or Liverpool yeah. TV. I, I, it's sky sports, you know, it's, it's for everyone. And, and it, it's, it's really does wind me up when I listen to anything i mean like i can't i actually can't watch sky nowadays because i can't i can't listen to jamie carragher you know kind of or you know i don't think gary neville's as bad i think gary neville's pretty neutral when it comes to united but i think carragher's just united more than anyone at the moment yeah but i think carragher's just awful when he does the commentary for liverpool or everton i can't i can't listen to it it just it just winds me up and and even you know, again, that that is my my bugbear, and, and and I happily admit that. But there there is a lot more to this podcast than that. I think we're dwelling on that probably a little bit too much. But the fact is that these these guys are offering really? a lot. They they know their yeah. stats. They know that they do know everything about FPL. You can tell they know it inside out, and they've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of um, history with it. You can tell. I mean, they brought up. Uh, Lundstrom, who was, was Lord Lundstrom from a couple, you know, a couple of years ago, Sheffield United, they they brought him up talking about how he he scored, you know, he did well get for Rangers in the cup the other day, and you know, I, 
you you can only respect the fact that these guys know that much because obviously they've been doing this for a while now and that they they're probably like two of the more kind of you know i guess if 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 you could say the term famous in an fpl sense these two are up there with with Mm. you know a handful of other people who who have been offering fpl content for a long time and they do a great job of it you know but I, i i like the fact that you know if if you know we had you know you've got a little little boy and stuff and maybe in yeah. five or six years time if he's looking that's, for a podcast this would be perfect because yeah. they're quite innocent it. characters who have harmless bands to it's wonder, nice i wonder whether she whether um, sam took the boy to, to the game tonight she were talking about that in the latest podcast so like she might take their their kid max and um, with them because he's meant to be a good luck charm that's so right I wonder yeah. if she actually did take him and because spurs won three nil tonight so if she did take him he's, he's going to every game from now on he'll have a season ticket next season i think for Maybe maybe it was Max. Yeah, maybe it was Max who antagonised Rob Holding into getting sent off. Maybe maybe gave him him the finger or something. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I suppose the other thing is though they've got a rivalry as well, and I think that's what I love about it that rivalry because they're competing against each other, and there's nothing more than you want to beat. You know, you want to beat your best mate, you want to beat your partner at things when you play. You know. If you've got that competitive edge, which they clearly have, and obviously Sam's been winning the the FPL from what it sounds like for the last few seasons, but Lee's in front at the moment, and he got a bit of jip about that because he sort of started saying about it. She's like, "Oh, you start chatting up now, don't you? Now you're leading, which we all do. Who doesn't? Everyone talks up when their team's leading mm. or when you're leading. But um, but yeah, will Lee hang on to it? Is the question. I mean, I'm sure everyone's got their own opinions. Who who would you like to win? The Liverpool fan or the Spurs fan? Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, realistically, you'd probably go Spurs over Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool have got enough success in their in their kind of lives at the moment. Yeah. They've gone I mean, up the days. Spurs as a football team than Liverpool, so I'm going to go with a Spurs fan as well to to hopefully win the FPL. Yeah, I've I, I've got a feeling though. Didn't uh, didn't Lee make K, uh, KDP's captain this week? So I think he's probably won it, isn't he? After this week, that's a big a big haul. That is, that is, that is, I mean, we haven't really spoken much about it, uh, that, that whole, have we, recently? <laughs> so what are you rating this season? I, I'll probably give it a, I'll probably give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. I, I don't think that I was really as drawn into it as I have been some of the other podcasts, but it still offers a hell of a lot. And if you, if you're into FPL, then you have to listen to this podcast because, they really do know their stuff like they did oh and actually i tell you what i'll give them another half so i'll go up to seven and a half just for the the theme tune so i I, the theme tune was brilliant they actually had someone play it adding the fpl family into it i've not heard a podcast so far i mean the fpl juice one has kind of got some kind of vibe that obviously it's done for them but this is the first one we've actually heard with the tune for the podcast. I like that. I thought it was good. Yeah. Gone that, that little extra mile there, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. So so that, that gives it an extra half. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Still being biased. I still think caffeine tune's better, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, biasness is everything sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, I, 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 I like this. Um, I'm giving it an 8.5. Not quite as high as the, um, the previous two where I've done some nines in there, but 
I, I really liked it. Um, like I said, I, I like the brightness sometimes, you know, I think it, it's good. I, you know, unlike you, I, I didn't think that was overloaded on the biasness. I think it still gave enough to other areas. But I think, you know, the true football fans that they are, the passion came out for me and that is something that I value quite highly when I'm listening to podcasts, you know. You know, I'm not saying others aren't compassionate, but I just I just love that. And yeah, the rapport's great, the banter's great, you know. And um yeah, I mean it's it's just great to see, like you said, they annihilate each other and um take the pace. Good that it's always good. It's it's strong for a relationship to support different teams. Would I recommend it? Yes, because they've got great knowledge and they are nice and easy to listen to the light as well. Yeah, I'd probably say to you, you know, where I marked them down was they could probably maybe be a bit more offensive to other to other clubs and other people, you know, as well outside of their local rivals. I don't mind that either, you know. But obviously, at the same time, you don't want to go overboard. You know, there's a, there's a fine line. I probably cross it several times, but you know, others don't need to. Um, but yeah, um, but um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. They've got great knowledge. They're clearly passionate football fans. They obviously do well at FPL as well, which is always a a, a good sign, a good benefit, you know. Follow people if you want to do well at FPL. You know these are this is a podcast you can, you should listen to. Would I will I listen to it again? I think so. Yeah, I think I will listen to it again. I don't think it's one I do every week, but I think every week I would like to catch a live show because they do it live, which again is a great feature. Something you know that is good because they've got the um, you know they've got the um, you can send some questions in and some comments. So I like that about it, and I, and I think I would like to tune into a live one at some point as well i would definitely recommend it i think like i say sometimes you you get like certain people you know offering something that isn't out there and i think what fpl family offer is something that there there isn't much of out there really there isn't anything else that i know of in the fpl world for sure where there's you know two people kind of in the same uh, family you know kind of offering their insight and obviously that they're both very very good at fpl kind of adds to that but and also i think that sam and, and again I, I don't want to sound patronizing because i really you know it shouldn't be like this but unfortunately it is and i think the fact that sam being a you know being a woman and offering fantastic fpl content goes a long way and i think she can be a role model for for women who who want to get into fpl because she's not only of of a different gender to the stereotypical FPL manager, you know, in the sense of like say majority, unfortunately, are men. But not only is she a woman, but she's also one of the better FPL players out there. She always puts down good scores. So, like I say, she she leads by example. And and I would say that if if you're a woman and you're looking to get into FPL, then I'm sure you would enjoy that because you can see someone from the same you know sex basically smashing 7.9 million or something because she's normally in the top 100k therefore i would recommend it however i don't think myself i don't think i would listen to it again there's been podcasts i've listened to in the past that i've had to kind of go away from because they're just too top heavy and and there's only so much you can hear about Sadio Mane and you know Mo Salah and and then you kind of yeah anyway so I personally don't think I'd, I'd, I'd listen to it again. So actually, question to you now, right? And be honest, mate. Of all the podcasts we've reviewed so far, which ones have you actually listened to for a second time after we've reviewed them? And be honest. 
So right, let's the ones that we've listened to are the um the is it the the Green Hour podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. FPL Juice. FPL the experiment. Yeah. What was the fourth one we did the the guys from Big at the Back? Big at the Back um as well. And then this one. Yeah. Which ones have I listened to again? So yeah, obviously this one you wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, not yet. Um, I've listened to FPL Juice again, and that's it so far. Oh, you scumbag. Big at the back, guys. I've listened to your podcast ever since we've we've been on there. And, you know, I've, ultimately, I've, State's I've, missed I've, out on the plug that you've given I've, us, you know. I've, I've downloaded it. I've downloaded <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, so it's, it's good for the stats. <laughs> I, 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 I've happily listened to... Big at the back and FPL juice, but at least State was honest. To be fair, because he could have yeah. just gone, "Yeah, I've been listening to it every week." But no, nah, no, nah. FPL juice. I've listened to an episode. Big at the back. I've downloaded one, and I just haven't got around to listening to them. To be fair, you know, I'm a bit busy man at the moment. You know, to be fair, the only chance I get to listen to podcasts is on my my lunch break. Really, to be fair, because I, I won't lie to you. At night time, I chill out. I watch. Read a book. Smoke your no, pipe. No, I don't read. Only on holiday do I read a book, and I don't do that anymore because I've got a three-year-old to chase after, so that don't, that won't happen. But um, no, I'm I'm too busy catching up on the series as that I like to watch, but my missus doesn't, so we don't. I don't get the chance to watch them. So I, my best time to watch them is when is at night time when we go to bed. She'll like TikTok and that and go to sleep and I'll stay up and over I'll watch one of my, my series. I mean Ozark at the moment. I've I've completed the top boy and caught up on Peaky Blinders. So I'm I'm on to Ozark now. So but yeah, so I don't get to listen to them barring on my lunch breaks and sometimes my lunch breaks get taken over by work. So you know that's that's how all it is. But yeah, I do plan on what uh, listening to Big at the Back again. It's it's like it's it's okay, guys. You can give him lots of stick when we do our end yeah, of course. season review, and you can lay stick. into him. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> I'm I'm someone who can, you know, fight back in the sign of adversity. You know, so it's fine. No problem. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've got KDB. <laughs> well, that 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 was that was our podcast review of FPL family, and and now we should move on to our game week preview. Which is, you know, like I say, guys, this this is every game week now until the end of the season. Uh, a huge, there's they're huge all over. You know, they got we've got the head to head between myself and State. You've got the mini league with about two or three people fighting for the top, and then you've got the 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 semifinals of the cup, which you know it's there's so much to play. But realistically, State, all people care about right now is is your team. So what what have you got for us? I've got dilemmas is what I've got for us. That's what dilemmas. I want to hear. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. There's, there's, there's trouble in paradise. I've got some players who've got double game weeks in my team, you know, so but I'm not confident that they're gonna start all games because of the the tinker managers. But um yeah, Edison's gonna be in goal. I'm gonna keep my city three of Edison, Cancello, Bruyne, that's not gonna change. Um, Van Dyke and Matip are going to stay in. Do I take out Salah and bring in Mane? I mean, Salah's form's not great at the moment, but I think Salah's still owned by like 
yeah, 57.5% of teams in the game because people are just too scared to take him out. We don't have the balls. And I'm probably one of those people who doesn't have the balls to take him out. Now, Sadio Mane's formed. If you look at both Salah and Mane's form since AFCON, it's not been great. You know, Liverpool have been chipping in with goals from other parts of, of, of their team. You know, Diaz has been, yours in times doing it. Midfield, fence. You know, since game week 29, Mane's got three goals and one assist. So he's not been in great form. And since game week 29, Mo Salah has got two goals and three assists. So neither of them are consistently bagging the points that you want from people who are costing you 11, 12 million pounds, you know, 13.3 in Salah's case. So it's, you know, you're there sort of thinking, you know, what what do I do here? Um, you know, you, you're not going to not have three Liverpool players in at the moment. You're not going to have three City players in because in, in the knock because that you need those because you know they're the ones who, are, who can haul big. So I'm, that, I'm taking Salah out for Mane could free me up some money to do other things, which I think I may need to do to to have a ch- to maybe have a chance. The uh, rest of my team, though, I mean, I've got Collins at Burnley. They've got Spurs away, Villa away, two away games. Do I fancy him to hold points? Probably not, so I could find him being on my bench, even though he's got two game weeks. Then I've got Mary Gray, two home games against Brentford and, and, and Palace, and Mr Gordon as well from Everton. Those two are going to stay in. He's playing both. They're, they're starting those two boys that are at home. And you know they're danger players for him, so hopefully Everton can do some some bits for me there. Madison, he's, I'll keep him in. He played against Norwich. Now they're out of the Europe thing. Will he play the next game? I, I think he will. I think he'll play against Watford, and hopefully he'll get some minutes against Chelsea because it's a double game week. De Bruyne will stay in. Whether he'll be captain, I don't know. Do I take a gamble on one of the double game week players? Maybe. Then Salah at the moment's in there. Up front, I've got Vardy and Puke. Vardy will stay in. He's definitely going to play in one of the games. I think he'll play against Watford, for sure. I think Everton Leicester will be thinking that's Watford games, a game where we can get another three points, which will push us up in that table. The Chelsea game, they may sort of rest him and play Dakar or Iheanacho. Then Puke, well, Puke plays every game for Norwich, so he's, he's not going to be dropped against Wolves away. And then that leaves me with McGovern on the bench, Collins, Gellhart, and Williams. So, um, yeah, my, my, my question is, do I take Salah out for Mane, just the one transfer, which is, you know, and then it frees me up some money for the last game week where I'll need, I think I'll need that money because I'll need to put it into somebody for that last game week. And who I put that into will be could be decisive about whether whether I win the last game week and whether I win this title. So that's that's mm. the, the conundrum is do I keep Salah or do I transfer him out? And if I transfer him out, it's Mane that I'm bringing in because I'm not going to transfer him out and then strike around and get Ronaldo in because Man United don't have a game. But Ronaldo has hit some form now, you know, which is great, you know, for United fans. Five of the Brighton game, obviously. But you know he's he's scoring a little bit more consistently than he has been doing all season. Where, well, as much as our man in the podcast is saying, oh yeah, Ronaldo's the best, but he's been doing it in patches. That's been my point. 
I'd want to see Ronaldo doing it, you know, game after game, which I know is not always possible, but he's been getting big holes in patches, whereas the last three or four weeks he's been consistent with getting a goal in there and getting bonus points, and that's actually, you know, more beneficial. So, you know, in he gets one big hole in five weeks, which is like, means he gets 20 points in five weeks, or in three weeks, he gets like 25 points. So that's more beneficial, and that's what I wanted from Ronaldo, and he's been doing that more recently. But like I said, he ain't coming in game week 37 because United are, the, I think, the only team who don't play in game week 37, I think, aren't they? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, so yes, I've got some decisions to make, and I won't make them until, well, until Saturday or Sunday morning because we don't have the FA Cup final takes over on Saturday. So we can see what happens there. See if Liverpool have any fresh injuries because that might make a difference to whether I take Salah out or not. If Mane gets injured, I'm not going to take Salah out probably. So there you go. Nice, mate. Uh, First first of all, I think that's a really good shout, by the way, that basically we've got until, well, the deadline is actually Sunday at 10.30, which is an early early kind of uh, deadline. Unheard of far in the last game of the season, generally, that is. Exactly. I've got a lot less problems in state. My team is pretty much made up for me already. So Martinez got two. (laughs) He's got he's got two fixtures: Palace at home, Burnley at home. I'll be I'll be foolish to to take him out. Luca Din has got the same fixtures. So he's going to be in. I got very lucky that he came back from injury and he's he's been playing ever since. Then I've got my three Chelsea players. So Asper Equator, James, Alonso. They're all playing Leicester at home, so they'll stay in. Saka, thought it was a bit of a worry that he might be injured, but he played tonight, so he should be fine. Newcastle away. I still think even though they've they've lost today, I think they'll still come back and they'll probably give Newcastle a good game. Then we've got the well, we've got Sun and Kulazeski both playing Burnley, obviously Kane as well. So I'll say bring him into this as well. Then my main man, Wilfred Zaha, playing Villa away and Everton away. So that's that one. I mean, although I brought him in for Watford, I knew he had a double game week coming up. So I kind of thought bring him in. And um, and yeah, and ultimately it was a it was a good shout. Then I've got Foster, Bowen, Dennis, and Walker Peters on the bench. Oh, and sorry, um, Ivan Tony as well, who's got Everton away. But I'm thinking of doing Dennis to Ings. I was going to go Watkins for a straight swap because I got the money for that. But Watkins could have an injury, and there's no point in risking it, you know, for a potential injury if, with a double game week player. When I can just. True, true. I mean, yeah, I'm probably, you know, had it been maybe five percent at the moment is Watkins. Yeah, well, it could be him or Ings, but if I'll be honest with you, the way Ings is taking his chances now, I'll probably go Ings over Watkins at the moment, off the top of my head, which would mean that I'll take out Walker Peters and I'll probably bring in bring in Anderson of Crystal Palace just so I can get another double game weaker in there and take a minus four probably. So that would be it. And then and then I think my captain would probably be Sun. I, I, although it'd be tempting to go for like someone like Danny Ings or or Wilfred Zaha or something. Do I don't have the balls to do that. And I know I know that the fact is just by your reaction, you know that you want me to captain anyone but Sun because that, uh, he's the main man you right tri- now. You're gonna triple captain Sun this week. 
Not this week, no. I'm going to wait for that Save Norwich it. game, I think. Saving it to the last game of the season. Yeah, or am I? <laughs> you're not bluffing anyone. We all know you're saving it for the last game of the season because you know that no matter what, pretty much now, Spurs have got a chance last game of the season. So, son, you're going to save it till then against the weak defence of Norwich. And, yeah, that's it. I can oh. see there's a little tear just dropping down that... that, that happiness yeah well that that's my team and um all i say to you mate is good luck you know i I know obviously i'll probably win this game week and and you'll be pretty annoyed (laughs) when we come to the next podcast but you know at the end of the day mate that's what it's all about yeah it's all about being deluded you're right mate on that note i think it's probably (laughs) best that we let everyone know that even as deluded as we are we are both on twitter I am FPL Southerner. State is at FPL underscore Northerner. And if you want to just get in contact with the podcast itself, it's at FPL NVS. Now, if you get reach out to us on Twitter, we will respond. We will talk to you. We'll give you advice. You can give us advice. You can give us some yeah, feedback. If, if you're any of these podcasts that we've been reviewing and you want to give us some shit, give it to us. Because... Yeah. To be fair, State now deserves it after what he's he's uh, openly admitted about the fact that although he says every week that he would listen to it again, he hasn't because he's too busy reading books and smoking his pipe after a hard day at work. But no, it, pipe and slippers is good. <laughs> but no, it's 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 uh, honestly, guys, it's um, it's fantastic. This podcast has been going now for we we did our thirtieth episode last week, and. You know, it's been fantastic that we're still going strong. We've got two more game weeks to go. Yeah, it's it's all on the line. And I hope you join us. I hope you, you join us for the last two podcasts because, to be honest, you know, what else could you be doing, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't be doing anything else other than listening to this head-to-head. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just for the head-to-head results, that's all that matters. But if, if you are still listening and you are enjoying it, thank you very much for listening. And I do wish you, or we, we wish you good luck in this game week. Yeah. Stay. Keith, me and Kevin De Bruyne, we all wish you a great week. Nice, nice way of, uh, of finishing that. I don't think I can offer that much more. So I'm going to say thank you and good night, guys. Good night. KDB.